Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Welcome to sports on a Sunday morning. There's a swing and a long one. That's a goner for Bader. Touchdown, Kansas City. Johnson pops a three. Oh, the Bayou Billiken says I'm involved too. On America's Sports Toys, KMOX. They're really good, good. Yeah. And uh, I did read the book, and it's fabulous, and uh, we're live. And uh, I was telling Daniel, the book, One Line Drive, which turns out to be, like, that was – I want to get into the book, too. By the way, Daniel Ponce de Leon, Garage Happy Hour, Cardinals pitcher. We love him. He's part of the organization and has been for a while. Daniel, thank you, first of all, for doing the show. Yeah, thank you for having me on here. I'm excited to do this. It's great having you. I told you off the air that Arenado was the last guest. He did it, uh, and and we had a lot of fun. And um, but the the name of the book, One Line Drive, really got me right away that it was the address of the ballpark. Wow. So we're gonna get to that in just a moment. But first, I wanna I wanna talk about kind of what's going on now. So uh, first of all, with Arenado, that just changes everything, doesn't it? With your the, everybody's attitude coming to camp, the pitchers, the hitters, the fielders. What an addition that is for all of you. Yeah, I mean, pitchers. the pitchers are pumped up that we have them because that in, increases our defense that much better. We're the best in the league, and we're going to be even better. Um, the hitters are also pumped up, too, because now we have a, a another weapon in the lineup. It helps everyone out. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I mean, and, and he has – you know, of course, we all know he had the shoulder issue last year, but, you know, once he gets going, his guy's a three-time home run champion in the National League. Huge, yeah. huge lineup. Um, and you all uh, – I know the Cardinals, so they, they get on these group texts, and I know you all were buzzing about it and then welcomed him in, didn't you? Yeah, yeah. We Winner runs that thing, and uh, he's got everyone going in there. And anything – anytime any action happens, you know, we're all buzzing in there. Well, a nice to have Wayno back too, by the way. That's not the only acquisition, right? So you Wayno and Yachty coming back is a big deal. Yes, need those guys. Those are our veterans, those are our leaders. Need them out there. And to win a World Series, you need those type of guys. And just to have Wayno Wayno, by the way, just discovered that you had the book. That surprised me a little bit. He's he's usually so tapped in on everybody, but Yeah, I guess um, so. Yeah. He he told me just one day randomly, hey, I didn't know you had a book. And I was like, Yeah, it just happened. 
<laughs> that's good he was pumping you up on twitter he was uh he was making sure everybody knows i appreciate that i, I was i'm very thankful for that you know i was out of the blue yeah for sure so um and then the other thing is you know he is i know excited to be in the national league because he gets to put the bat in his hands and uh, he wants to go after one of those silver sluggers again now you like to hit too don't you i i say yeah i do but it's it's very hard for me compared to others for some reason yeah, why is that? I don't know. I just I got one hit in my whole you know MLB career given. I don't have too many of these, but I'd like to have a few more in there. And uh, you know, even in the minor leagues, didn't fare well against the pitchers. Good athlete though. This guy's a really good athlete. Actually, was more of a basketball player, football player before yeah. baseball really took over, right? And but my theory on this isn't a theory. This is actually true. Why pitchers don't hit as well as position players. You just don't see as many pitches as them. I mean, a hundred mile an hour pitch is like, if anyone's ever seen a pitch like that up close, it's like a blink. I mean, your eyes have to adjust to it, right? Yeah. And, uh, you know, we're, we're still hitting right now in uh, spring training and now they're doing some BP with us, like game like BP. And it's, it's pretty sloppy right now. You know, you could tell we're just not used to it. You know, they, we got the pitch coach a little bit closer and he's bringing it a little bit. So we're getting comparable speeds about 90 to 95 range i would say low 90s that's good uh, and then of course uh, pfp is always very popular as uh, this team yeah. is very buttoned up defensively you have the competition yes. early in spring training uh, how did that go oh well not good for me uh you know last two seasons i went to the championship and won the championship and then this year we were the worst and flaherty talked and talked and said that the loser has to sing the national anthem and and he talked us make so we have to sing one at an a game we were supposed to be a b game he talked us to talking into an a game now so <laughs> it's not good no, well i mean you know it is what it is you guys have fun you guys have a great group um and i know that uh you know your pitching coach you mentioned him mike maddox by the way he just casually mentioned in an interview that he just had his eighth hole in one are you kidding me what in the world <laughs> this is ridiculous Eight, eight of them. <laughs> <laughs> Guy's a machine. That's amazing to me. You know, I get happy when I hit the green in par threes. Absolutely. I've never had an ace. I, 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 uh, I, can't, I can't even dream of something like that. The guy's done it eight times. Uh, but he is fascinating, isn't he, Mike Maddox? He really uh, is a – I don't know. I, you, you would know better than me, but just from, from afar looking at him, he's kind of like a, a thinking man's pitching coach. He really – Yes. Gets you to think different ways, but then really comes back to the basics. Know your stuff and trust it, right? We call it old school. Yeah, really. Uh, you know, you, sometimes as pitchers, we love to like get real uh, caught up in our arm and everything needs to be. And then he gets you thinking away from that. He's a smart man. And uh, you know, not only does he do that, but I use his information the most when it comes to hitters. So we have pitcher meetings before every new um team we faced during the season and he breaks down every every hitter's spots and those are clutch you know especially when you get in the game you're like hey, i need this pitch right here and then you know what to go to and he's been accurate for us yeah he's really good and then you have of course the man behind the plate number four and that's like having another manager slash pitching coach available what an amazing asset to the cardinals organization yadier molina has been can you put it into words what it's like to have someone like that on your team and behind the plate what I've been saying with that one is it's like a calming effect for the pitcher. You know, you get on the mound, you look down, and 
you see a sign that he puts down, you know it's going to be the right one. You don't have to second guess it. You know, I've in my whole career, I want to say I've shook him twice, and it was maximum twice. You know, and those two times, I was one hundred percent like this is the pitch, and I think I'm one for two right now. So <laughs> that's good. Yeah, not everybody's as successful. He's he's just so what what uh, a, a person for everybody to lean on, right? I mean, Mike Maddox, Mike Schilt, the whole staff, Chad Blair. I mean, I, I'm a, how, how often does Yachty go in and start looking at video and breaking things down? Uh, daily. Um, the first time I ever came up to the big leagues, he was there watching video, and that's when we first talked. That's how I first remember him, you know? Yeah. Uh, that's uh, It's a very special group you have down there in Jupiter, Florida. And I, I know you're really happy to be part of this organization. I know you're getting a million questions down there and probably everywhere else about the starting rotation. Yeah. Um, you know, I, this is a uh, – you can only say so much because you're in the middle of this competition, and I know that you'll pitch wherever they tell you. Uh, but it's exciting, isn't it? I mean, to be involved in something like this and to have this opportunity? 100%. Uh, I love it. it. This competition makes everyone better, first of all. That's the, the minimum you get from it. And then nextly, you need everyone to be good to win a World Series, you know? You can't just be you. So – um, and we got weapons, man. We got a lot of arms. And it kind of fires me up watching these guys, and some of them are young. Yeah, they are. This is a this is a good baseball team. You have uh, you you kind of a you know low key uh, attitude, kind of a you know laid back sort of persona, but you have a burning competitive fire. All you have to do is read the book to know that. But having yeah. followed you through the minors and and now in your major league career, you have a very passionate love for winning. It's not just about this isn't enough. You you want to win, and I, I've I've always sensed that about you. Thank you. I appreciate that. Um, you know, sometimes it gets a little too much, and it's hard sometimes to control because you're so wrapped up in it. And I'm sure everyone else cares, but you know, I just hate losing. You know, never. Yeah, I don't know. A lot of people say they don't, but you could tell. Like if they lose, they don't really care. I hate it. Right. Well, why why do we get into all of this? Right to to compete yeah. and to to win and to do whatever we're doing to try to be the best at what we do. Exactly. And, you know, That's there you, there you are playing for a team that uh, Cardinals really do care. They showed it with the Arenado move, but, but uh, beyond that, it's, there is something different uh, about this organization. I, I agree. Um, you could tell just the way they navigated and made these rosters, it, the team, the guys they put together are, they're not only good baseball players, but they all kind of think the same way. And it like, they want to play baseball. You know, they're not there trying to collect checks and whatnot. They're here to play, play hard too. Uh, so spring training overall, it's, it's been different. It's uh, we were talking about it a little bit off the air, but you know, it, you, I don't know really what it's like inside there totally I, because, and you know, you never really get to see all of each other at the same time. It, yeah, everyone's kind of on a time sort of, uh, organized uh, workout while it's good you're focused and getting your stuff in it, it is different isn't it yeah you miss you miss the camaraderie with the brothers um there's a, there's a plus and a minus to like the plus is your days are nice and scheduled out you're in and out you're getting your work done as opposed to sometimes you come in at 6 7 a.m back at back a few years ago and you sit around for a little bit and then you kind of do your work here and there and finally leave later so timing wise it's great but you know you miss being able to hang out with the guys and have a good time, you know? Oh, for sure. Uh, you got a, you got a good crew there. Who are you, uh, 
You, who are you tightest with over there? I'm trying to remember who who you run with the most. You guys, uh, me and Dak talk a lot. I just got done hanging out with him at the beach. Him, his family, my family. Yeah, there's a good guy too, right there. Uh, he'll 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 bounce back. That's oh for yeah, one hundred percent. He was grooving right before too. Yeah, he was. Uh, and Jordan Hicks has bounced back. Yes. Nice. Wow. He's already got it back too. He's throwing <laughs> hard. <laughs> it's moving. Yeah, pretty pretty cool. So, um, you know, we're we're talking about spring training and all of that, and uh, so people understand. We're going to talk about your book too, but so people understand, you're out of options. So, I mean, you're yes, you're on this club. I mean, you know, and. I- I can't tell you how that feels for me, really. You know, it, some there's some games where I like I pitch. I'm like, hi, I'm part of the team. Then get sit down, man. And it's I don't have to live on that edge anymore. I I am now part of this team, and um, the only way I'm gone is if you know if they put me on waivers and we got options. That's right. Um, and I'm sure there are a lot of teams that like to have you, but they can't have you. The Cardinals have you, so that's that's yeah. just the way it is. Um, but I wanted to to also say about that, you know the that time, you know, any time that you get moved up and down, it's a transaction in the newspaper or mentioned on the radio for us. But, you know, these are human beings. I mean, that has to be, especially what you've been through, an emotional experience at times where you feel like you're right there on the doorstep. And then, well, sorry, we got we to gotta send you back to the minors for a little while. Yeah, it's a uh, it's a heartbreak sometimes. Uh, you know, you get it. It's business. It's part of the game. Yeah, and you know, there's nothing you can really do. Uh, but um, yeah, it's real. It's toughest when you have the family. You got to move them up and down. Your wife's pregnant, and whatnot, and you know, uh, it's just you feel bad for them. You know, and it's like you want them to go home, but at the same time, you don't want to miss any time with your own family. You know, yeah. Absolutely. And uh, it's a long baseball season. We know that these baseball players get paid a, a hefty sum of money, but they are away from family. They are traveling and the big league, they travel really well, but they are traveling. And then they're, some of them are shuttling back and forth to different cities. Just keep that in mind when you, when you follow these pitchers, you know? And also when we get sent down, their paycheck gets cut too. Yes, it does. I got a $4 yes. paycheck at the end of last year. Oh, well, yeah, I mean that happens, and then yeah. it, it, you know, and and uh, it's it is part of the business. It has been a long, windy road for you, for sure. I mean, I don't think people realize you were drafted, not once, not twice, not three times, four times, and went to four different schools along the way. I'm trying to see if I can remember Good the luck. timeline. So you went, yeah. So you got drafted by the Rays, then you went to Arizona. Um, at Arizona, it didn't go very well. The 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 coach was pretty tough and, and things didn't go all that well for a great school, great baseball tradition, but not the right fit. Right. Yeah. You're nailing it so far. Okay. Um, so far. So then, uh, you got drafted, but well, then you went to, uh, Cyprus, which is a community college, uh, in that area and then got drafted by the reds and opted to not go there and stay in school. So you went to Houston, and from Houston, uh, you got drafted a third time, and that was by the dreaded Chicago Cubs, which thankfully <laughs> you didn't go to. So then you weren't eligible to go back to Houston, so you went to Embry-Riddle and then were drafted by the Cardinals. So Embry-Riddle, as it turns out, your fourth school becomes the amazing step in your life because that's when you met Jen. Did I get it all right? <laughs> 
you gotta have notes or something. That was impressive. You nailed that. Wow, that's right here. Uh, I've been doing my homework, uh, but <laughs> that's from the garage happier. Not often that I get to impress a player with my brain power, but I did stare into the camera and set all of that from memory of the windy road that Daniel Ponsilion has taken to the big leagues. And as you probably know, he also suffered a life-threatening injury, and we will talk about that next. How it happened, when it happened, and his road to recovery. Cardinals pitcher Daniel Ponce de Leon, the garage happy hour with him, continues right after this. From KMOX Sports, here's the pitch. Welcome back to Sports on a Sunday Morning. Oh, yeah! On America's Sports Voice, KMOX. Tom Ackerman back with you. My visit with Cardinals pitcher Daniel Ponce de Leon. When we left off just before the break, we were talking about the windy road he took four times he was drafted, the fourth time drafted by the Cardinals after an outstanding performance at Embry-Riddle, and it was at Embry-Riddle that he met the love of his life. That's a windy road that ended up with this amazing person uh, at the end of the road at Embry-Riddle. Yeah, I got you know, that was the school where I said, you know, I'm not, I don't even want to talk to any girls. You know, I just want to play baseball. I think that was the time I finally decided baseball was, you know, I need to do it now and found my wife. And she becomes a huge part of this story. And by the way, he did uh, get drafted and, and ended up with the Cardinals as we know. And yeah. um, so here you are in the Cardinals organization, you start at, uh, you know, state college. And then kind of work your way through there. And um, I'm going to advance to May 9th. So May 9th, uh, 2017, you're, you're pitching for the AAA Memphis Redbirds, man. And it's an afternoon game. You're playing Iowa up in Des Moines. I've been up near that ballpark, Iowa Cubs. As it turns out, the address, as I mentioned at the start, is one line drive. And uh, Victor Caratini's at the plate. And this is all in the book, by the way. But uh, I'll, I'll have you take us through it. I want to hear it from your perspective, uh, when he, your catcher, Rosario, calls for a pitch down and away, and I take it from there. Okay. So, you know, first kid's day game. So, you know, it's a yeah. little more rowdy than you're normally used to if you've ever been to one of those. And, uh, you know, second inning rolls around. And I had a bit of a rough first, but no one scored. So I got through it. And uh, fastball down away. And uh, I remember throwing the two seam because I was throwing two seams at the time and started right down the middle. And it didn't move. And I just rode right down the middle. Caratini hit the line drive back up, saw the seams, goes and hits me in the side of the head. And uh, if you ever see like balls hit guys, it usually hits and deflects sideways, goes left and right. But that one hits me in the head, goes straight up and falls straight down right next to me. And you were wearing glasses. And amazingly, it didn't break the glasses, didn't break your skin either. No. Yeah. It hit me right where I would imagine the glasses were. Um, You know, that's kind of where the dent is in my head. And, um, yeah, those were fine. You see the hat shoot off too. And just, yeah, those things are bulletproof, I guess. You thought at the time you're okay. I mean, you got hit in the head. I played football before I've been a quarterback. I know what concussions are like. Maybe I got one and, and we'll move on. Yeah. You don't really know when you, you, you're in a confusion at the time. So, and I, you know, a traumatic brain injury is a concussion in a sense too. So, um, yeah, I just didn't know what happened right then. And, and, uh, I thought it was fine right away and then didn't really feel bad till later. Uh, and watching it, uh, was Jen and she was not there, but she was watching it on TV. 
on video and she thought you got initially got hit in the shoulder and then when she saw the reaction she realized it was head right yeah and um really the the thing that was the best was josh lucas who was one of our guys in the bullpen uh he ran straight into the clubhouse uh text his wife whitney and whitney texted my wife who was my girlfriend at the time um uh, texted her the the trainer's number scott ansel's number so he was able to be in direct communication with her because she didn't know what happened right away scott ansel saved your life i mean yes he did. unbelievable so he comes out and he starts asking you questions but you're not conscious right away and then you kind of come to and start to answer some of his questions but he knew something was off what what did he how did he know that were you responding slower than usual yeah, that's what he said. He said, you know, I was kind of mumbling, slurring my words a bit. They weren't coming out clean. And in my own head, I feel like, you know, I'm acing this test here. It doesn't it seem too bad for me. And you wanted to just get out of there because it's like you said, it was so loud with all the kids. And then suddenly dead silent. Everyone's watching. And you're like, yeah. come on, let's just go. Yeah, that's I still think like, you know, I was able to think that much at the time. Like, you know, I'm, I was kind of embarrassed. Like, I'm just this guy laying on the field. Just get me off. And we continue the game on, you know, I'm just wasting time. And you know how baseball players about their games getting delayed and whatnot. So I just wanted to get up, but thank goodness, thank goodness that I didn't. They rush you to the hospital and it was determined there after uh, a, a tough time for you because you're still, you're, the pain's starting to set in a little bit as you're, as you're making your way there, you say a prayer and um, you make it to the hospital. And at that point, um, the, the decision, just kind of fast forwarding here, the decision is made to, to have surgery because it is very serious. Um, your dad, who is a longshoreman, um, works uh, on the barges there in Long Beach, did not see it. And it was a fluke, actually, because he watches like every game, but he actually happened to mix up the schedule, right? Right. He doesn't miss a game ever. And uh, he, he missed one just because he mixed it up. That is I don't know. I don't really believe in coincidences, you know, and uh, just things happen because they're supposed to. Yeah. And so he got the call uh, from somebody who saw it and, and was made aware of it. And he made his way to you and surgery was underway. And it was a very serious situation. You started to realize that. Um, do you think that. Um, I, I want to talk about your faith because, you know, I kind of feel like God tapped you on the shoulder in a very serious situation, but also it was life changing for you. Well, you said in the book, and I've heard you say in a couple of interviews that you would not change a thing, that it was good for you. I, I, I get that. Like, I, I think I understand where you're going with that. Can you explain that? Yeah. Um, you know, being a Christian man, I do read the Bible a lot. And one of the things I believe is, you know, it says in there that the God will chasten you as a father chastens his son. And that's kind of like disciplining, you know, you know, when you do wrong, you get disciplined. I, you know, I wasn't living my life right. And finally God had enough. So he hit me in the head, you know, said, Hey, wake up. And, uh, you know, that was my 180 right there. And that's exactly when my life started turning around. And that's when I turned into, you know, who I am today, who is not perfect, but I'm trying to be. Certainly. Well, you and you were of Christian faith and listening to Christian music uh, before games and, and before that. But do you this was definitely changing for you in a lot of ways, made you more focused on that and also family. Um, Jen's involvement. I want, I want to talk about her because she's a, a prominent uh, person in this book, how 
you know, Scott and your dad and so many people along the way, but the Jen without Jen, you know, how do you, how do you guide yourself through this? Uh, without Jen, I'm just a mean person. Uh, she teaches me. She was very graceful with me, you know, uh, didn't know how to love really my parents. They, they were always there for me. You knew they loved me, but we didn't never say I love you to each other. We didn't hug and kiss each other. You know, we were very laid back kind of love. And, uh, Jen, she needed the opposite. She needed, you know, I love you every day. She needed the, she needed to know I was there and, uh, just didn't have it, didn't know how. And, uh, she really taught me how to do that. I would say, and also, also I needed to know, I, I needed to change myself. And that's where my faith came in and taught me more. What's a, how do you, and, and like Wayno, that was another part of my surprise because I know you've got him now engaged. You know, he's, he's a very much a man of faith and, and really the spiritual leader of that baseball team. Uh, how, yes. how does that, how has that changed you moving forward? And I, I'm going to go back to the, to the incident in Iowa in just a moment, but how has that sort of changed your, yourself as a, as a person, maybe, maybe looking deeper inside your soul about who you are? Yeah. Uh, you could see Wayno and he walks it and talks it. he, he, uh, you know, he puts his money where his mouth is, gives to charities, gives to families, um, helps people out all the time. He adopted another son or he adopted a son. So he's got five children. Uh, you know, he, he does exactly what he says is right. And I believe that's how you're supposed to live. This is the book right here. One line drive, uh, life threatening injury, a miraculous comeback in the power of faith by Daniel Ponce de Leon. It's very, very well done. Uh, one of the surprising things to me was that you knew, and it was actually very warming to me, is that you knew right then when you got up from the hospital bed, I'm good. I'm going to get back because I'm walking, I'm, I'm eating, I'm going to pitch again. Yeah, uh, right right away, once, once I got up and felt myself, I felt fine, just, just really wanted to sleep and and uh the headache to go away but um you know i knew my body was fine and and everyone was worried i was going to live and what and be able to just do basic functions but once i was up and talking and stuff i knew i was okay and i uh, didn't really look back and they put you on a program uh both uh, the medical team and then the cardinals of course uh and that required no throwing obviously but i bet you were tempted to at least yeah. test it <laughs> yeah, I gave it a few, uh, you know, take my dog on a walk, get the tennis ball, start ripping it down the street a little bit. And, uh, and you know, some rocks or something here, and the arm was going to move overhead, you know. Yeah. And uh, so you did. You made it back. Um, not easy for sure, but you did get back in 2018 with the club. And then the unbelievable, I mean, it really goes down to my book is one of the most amazing Cardinal starts I've ever seen. Um, he, he folks, he goes to great American ballpark in 2018 against the Cincinnati Reds and throws seven hitless innings, not scoreless, seven hitless does not give up a hit. Your, we talked about calm earlier. Um, that was the theme of that for you. How, how was that? Take me through that night. Well, it starts in the morning when, uh, when after breakfast, you know, I had my wife and she took my son and her family when shopping and stuff or kept themselves busy. And I went back up to my hotel room to read. And that's where I uh, had in my heart to pray, you know, Lord, give me some calm and some focus. That's all I needed. And um, 
that's really all I focused on. And then once I got to the field, I felt calm, felt focused. And once I got in the game, that's exactly what God delivered to me at that point. And you ended up uh, pitching that beautiful performance, of course. Uh, uh, the tough news that you had to be optioned back after that, but you did come back again and again and again, and here you are in 2021. And I kind of feel like I could talk to you for two hours about this, but I want people to get the book. So I don't want to reveal too much about the winding story in the book, but I loved it and I will keep it forever. Um, but I, I want to advance to 2021 for a moment because in the situation that you're in right now, how much of that do you take from that seven inning performance? Do you bottle any of that? Do you think about any of that into being on the mound, being present and trusting your stuff? Um, I do try to sometimes go back and, and think about how I felt and how, how that calmed. It's sometimes it's so hard to get. I mean, the next game I was riled up because I was facing the Dodgers, you know, I had one, one start later, I had a whole different feel to it. Um, and it's hard to get that a lot. And no matter how much you pray, you know, you could, you know, God only deliver, answers the prayers he thinks are right, or even if he did. But um, I do do search for that. And I hopefully I get it. Well, we, we certainly love following your story and, and love talking to you about it. And I know that Cardinals fans think very highly of you. And you know that. Uh, the fans themselves are going to be back in the ballpark. Well, they're already back at Roger Dean, but imagine Bush Stadium at full throttle. That's one thing. I bet you 14-5, which is what they're going to have for opening day, is going to be pretty darn loud after all after all the waiting they've had to endure. <laughs> yeah, those those 14-5 will be rowdy, and I hope they are. Um, I look forward to fans. I can. I, my vote is bring them all, but uh, you know, however safely we can. Yeah, I, I hope so, and I – I really appreciate you hanging out. This this went by really fast, but I, I've enjoyed catching up with you, and I really want people to get the book. Sam Masterson is our digital content coordinator in the back, and I can ask him to, to pop back up there if we can. Um, the terrific uh, book from Daniel Ponce de Leon. It's One Line Drive, A Life-Threatening Injury, A Miraculous Comeback, and The Power of Faith. Um, it's very, very well done, and I just really appreciate uh, actually, a final question for you, if you don't mind. What, what um, why did you decide to write? Because you, you, again, you know, laid back. I, I just sense, and you and I have done interviews before. I've interviewed you up on stage in front of crowds and, and a little bit in the clubhouse. But you've always struck me as somebody that you don't really like to talk about yourself all that much. So yeah. how, how did this, how did this come about? Um. Well, yeah, you, like you mentioned, it was not not my first decision, second or third, but after like a few times convincing, I finally agreed. And mainly because, you know, with the fans that reach out and they say these things, how my story has affected them and this and that, or people asking me stuff about, about you know, different phases of life, they'll ask me and then I have friends close to me and speak to me. So, you know, I was like, if, if we could change some lives, help people out and write this book, and uh, bring people closer to God, then um, this is what I'm in for. So this is why I'm doing it. Well, you know, there are a lot of people watching right now and a lot of people who are going to be watching this on replay. And whatever happens in your life, whatever obstacle you face, whether it's an injury, a, a life-threatening situation, or something that is just stopping you, 
this book is something that perhaps it helps one, 100, 1,000, 10,000 people. Um, and I, I think that's where you're headed, Daniel, is, is uh, exactly that purpose. And that's, uh, I'm certain, uh, going to be something that you'll, this just came out on Tuesday. I mean, when it starts to get in people's hands, you'll get that feedback. Okay. Thank you. I, I, I sure hope so. I hope we can help, help at least one, you know? Yeah, absolutely. Well, you're a good man for doing the garage happy hour. I look forward to seeing you at the ballpark. Uh, let's get everybody back together once we get everyone vaccinated and we can uh, celebrate Cardinal baseball together. And Daniel Ponce de Leon is going to be a force no matter where Mike Schilt puts him. I know that. I appreciate it. Thank you. Thanks for having me on, Tom. That is Daniel Ponce de Leon. It was fun to really just sit and chat with him. That's what the Garage Happy Hour is all about. It's just two guys catching up and people drop in and out on Facebook and Twitter and enjoy the conversation and perhaps a tasty beverage alongside. I do it out of my garage every Thursday at 5.30, working on a big guest for this Thursday and a big one for next Thursday. So we should hopefully have those confirmed for you. We've had some good ones. In the last month, Nolan Arenado and right there, Cardinals pitcher Daniel Ponce de Leon. Big sponsors coming in too. Ameren, Illinois has been on it for a while. Bomberito has joined in and we just added the Legacy Group, which is a service of WellFirst Health by SSM Health Plans. A triple sponsor, James. Garage Happy Hour. And there's a room for more if you want to get in. We're not going anywhere. Garage Happy Hour is getting bigger and bigger. When we come back, we'll talk a little blues hockey with the Hawaiian blues fan himself, Guy Bensing. That's next on Sports on a Sunday morning on KMOX. KMOX Sports. Here's the pitch. Welcome back to Sports on a Sunday morning. Oh, yeah! On America's Sports Voice, KMOX. Welcome back to the show. It's been an absolute pleasure. Our guests have been terrific. We had Mike Claiborne, of course, Cardinals broadcaster from Jupiter, Florida, right after we chatted with Brian Kelly, our news anchor. We'll have the news at the top of the hour. We had Jerry Palm from CBS Sports. In case you missed it, the bracketology expert says that SLU is one of his first four out. He still has them out. He also has Drake in the first four out. That is according to his latest on CBSSports.com, and he doesn't think that there's a lot of room today for SLU to move into the NCAA tournament field. We'll find out soon enough. It's going to be 5 o'clock on CBS, Selection Sunday, as they take a look at the field of 68. We also had Travis Ford, who tried to make his case one more time on sports on a Sunday morning to talk about SLU and their case. I do believe, and it's not just because I have a you know bias, but I believe that SLU is good enough to be in this tournament. I think they're one of the top 30, 35, 40 teams in the country. It's just a matter of does someone on that committee feel strongly enough to make a case for them because the numbers have them out. At 11.05, Daniel Ponce de Leon was with us. He was great. You can go back on the Rewind feature on our Radio.com app and listen to all of these interviews, but we did two full segments on my Garage Happy Hour with the great Cardinals pitcher. I think he has a really good chance to make this rotation. Daniel Ponce de Leon. Joining us now is Guy Bensing. I'm trying to think of the first time I interacted with the Hawaiian Blues fan. This is 314 day in St. Louis. Well, let's go to the 808. What's up, Guy Benson? How are you, pal? Aloha, Tom. How are you doing today? Aloha, my friend. One of the biggest Blues fans on the planet. And he is located in 
Hawaii and is the biggest Blues fan in Hawaii, unless uh, you would count Ken Wilson. Ken, you ever run into Ken Wilson in Hawaii? Uh, the first time he was here, I did. I haven't since he's been back, but I've been trying to find him. I got to get him on my show and want to write a story about him for the website. Your show is the Blue Note Fan Report, and where can people find it before we start talking hockey with one of the most passionate Blues fans I know? Uh, they can find it in one of two places, either YouTube by going to Blue Note Fan Report, or they can go to my website, the stlfanreport.com. Uh, that's where you can find it there, along with all the articles that me and a couple of my uh, friends have been writing for it for the fans out there. Guy also served our country, and recently you wrote about uh, the Warrior Hockey Program, and you talked about December 24th, 1990, the day you reported to your second sea command, the USS Mobile Bay. You said, I remember it like it was yesterday, how excited I was and how nervous many of my fellow shipmates were during the buildup for Desert Shield. We spent the better part of a month in a minefield, and you go on to discuss and describe in detail hearing a loud metallic thud going down the side of the ship, thinking this was it, Guy. Yeah, um, that's uh, that was a moment that's probably defined the majority of my life. And, and believe it or not, that's the moment that when you look back at it, that spawned the uh, Blue Note fan report and the St. And the St. Louis fan report uh, in 2018. I, I went through a really, really rough time. And I needed an outlet, and I started just doing um, this. Uh, I called it pregame rant, and it and people started following it and liking it, and it morphed into the Blue Note fan report. And the more people that started following me, um, I started a group on Facebook called the Hawaii STL Blues Fan Clan, and I've got just a loyal following of blues fans that just love talking and hearing my perspective. Uh, on the Blues and sports in general. Well, Blues fans are amazing, and I've said it over and over again. One of my favorite things to do at a Blues game is to talk to Blues fans, and they know the game. Uh, They've been watching the game. They've been inspecting the game for years, and to finally win that cup was an incredible step in everybody's lives. Uh, For you, it was a way to, as you mentioned, use it as an outlet, and once you started going, you just couldn't stop, right, Guy? Oh, no, I, I couldn't stop. Um, I actually went to game three of the finals. Um, I flew, I, I spent 28 hours in St. Louis, flew out of Hawaii, got in, went to game three, got on a plane and came back. And even though that was the game we lost, it was still, it was an experience I will never forget. I am so glad that I was able to go to the first Stanley Cup finals game in St. Louis in 49 years. You recently wrote about the war, the Warrior Hockey Program, and you can find yes, this story on stlfanreport.com. Uh, tell me about how it came about, and about five years ago, USA Hockey uh, got involved with this guy. Yeah, about five years ago, USA Hockey decided to help veterans that wanted to play hockey by starting the Warrior Hockey Program. Uh, the pro- program is for people are for veterans that are rated ten percent or higher through the VA, um, I was, I scan a lot of the blues groups and I had seen a post and I had liked it and that. And then when I looked on the guy's post, it had said that he was a member of the warrior hockey program. So I reached out to Ryan cook. And next thing I know, I found out he's actually the secretary and he connects me with the president and we set up a interview. I did a uh, video interview with Ryan and Steve Hana, 
the vice, vice president, they're actually in Dallas on a tournament right now. And from what I heard, the A team won their first game today, and one of their players was the uh, MVP of the tournament. Wow. I like that. And uh, a lot of Blues have been involved. Rob Ramage, uh, Keith Kachuk, Barrett Jackman, Layla Anderson has gotten involved in putting smiles on the faces of the Warrior Hockey Program guy. Yeah, um, the the connection with the Blues, they told me that when they first started this, the Blues jumped at it and that they really helped them, gave them a lot of old equipment, you know, a lot of equipment, uh, help them with ice time and, and everything else, like Rob Ramage is the coach. Uh, the guys were telling me they got yelled at by Keith Kachuk, and it was just this. I, I can't. I, I tell Kachuk he can yell at me anytime he wants to. <laughs> he's yelled at me a few times back when, but we're friends. But he, he's yelled at me yeah. through, <laughs> through the years. Back when I covered the team, he used to give me some trouble. Yeah. Okay, so I, I have about a minute to go, um, and I just want to get your take on the current state of the Blues. They lost last night five to one to Vegas. Yeah, that was not that wasn't a good game. Kind of concerned as to why Huso was in net. Um, big game should have been Bennington. I mean, I know Huso needs the experience, but yeah. I, but you know what? I'm still optimistic. I think that there's there's enough in this team to make the playoffs. And like my buddy Mike Zook says, once you get into the playoffs, anything can happen. That's right. Uh, STLFanReport.com is the St. Louis Fan Report, and that's where you can find uh, the story that he wrote. But your Blue Note Fan Report is, I'd say the fastest way to get there is to follow you on Twitter. Twitter, yep, on Twitter. um, I I have two Twitter accounts, at H-I-S-T-L Blues Fan or at Blue Note Report. And one last thing, Tom, I got to say this for all my fans that are watching me and listening to me and all those that are in the contest. Tom, I am bleeding blue with you. You are the best. Thanks for having me on your show, by the way. I know you've had Darren Pang on the show and many others, and thanks for coming on my show. Oh, by the way, and I need you back on my show. It's been a while. We need to come back and and really get in-depth and talk more about uh, St. Louis media and the blues and how podcasters can help that environment. Done. You got it. Guy, the Hawaii Blues fan on sports on a Sunday morning. (sighs) Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. 
With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.